cloud. Now we're recording to the cloud, you know, and which is more amazing to me than anything else is we're starting to get people that are actually listening to this show. Uh, I think we have about all oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, two or three people other than us that are watching this, which is pretty impressive, if you ask me. <laughs> no, we have, we actually have quite a few people that are watching it right now. Uh, there's like 41 people that say that they watch the show uh, on YouTube. And of course, we would love to get the likes. But hey, welcome to our current event show. And uh, today is our 177th meeting. Uh, what you hear today is an opinion. And so let's get started because we got a lot going on today. And if there's anybody that wants to introduce themselves, we'll start with that. I don't enforce it. But uh, hey, if you want to introduce yourself, now would be the time. Okay. I'm David. I'm a sound engineer. And I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I've known you a long time and you've never been an alcoholic. So why start now? Although, if, although today is a good day. You know, what was that line from airplane? I sure picked the wrong day to give up drugs, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I seem to think that I'm, I am an alcoholic with this crew because we, we tend to drink on the weekends, but uh, I'm not an alcoholic. And I am also a sound engineer, a live sound engineer for television, not for what these guys do. Yeah, yeah, you do the real deal. You do the real deal. We're, we're here. We, you know, we're, we just walk in your shadow. That's all. Uh, no, but no. that's okay. It's it's a nice shadow to walk into. So I'm happy you guys about hear that. that. You can get your iPhone to talk in your voice. I haven't so, heard that yeah. yet, but I'll tell you this: I, this iOS 17 has sure jacked up a bunch of my apps. I'm not happy with it. Really? Well, I, I haven't had I a chance to check that on my. I find iOS 17 is really cool. Uh, there's a lot of really nice features that they have. And I would say to you that not only does it have nice features, but when you see it on the new phone, the uh, Model 15, which I don't have, I have the 13, but the Model 15, I went into the, I went into the Apple store. And it's a funny thing is that whenever you go into the Apple store, it's the only store in the mall that's packed. No matter what time, day and night, it's the only store that's packed. Yeah. It's like, I wonder how people stay in business that if you're not, if you don't own an Apple store, how do you stay in business? It's amazing. But the reality is, is this new phone, it is lighter. But the thing that stood out in my mind is the photo, photo, uh, the, the photo telef um, what do they call it when, uh, when it's uh, far away? Uh, telephone. Telephoto. The telephoto lens is as astonishingly good. I couldn't believe how it's like five times and it's really nice. There was there was no blurring. There was no fuzziness on it. Yeah, I, I would for that reason alone, I almost bought it. But I realized that even if I wanted to buy it, the, the guy said we won't have any phones in until November. Uh, so that's how well it's selling. Right now, the phones are uh, three to one. So five to one is okay. But next year, it'll be up to seven or 10 to one. That's when you want to get a phone. The problem is right now is, is being able to afford a phone with a gig of memory or whatever. Because supposedly now you can record in ProRes HDR. And those files have got to be huge. 
Oh, they absolutely are. And that's why the new the, the that's why the new iPhone, I believe, has as as much as one terabyte of memory that you can get on the phone. Yeah, for five dollars. Which no, I think it's only about fifteen hundred. I think it's only about fifteen hundred, you know. But still, it's a lot of money for a telephone to say hello, statue, you know, and you know. Well, you know, the which, whole thing of course, is to turn in a phone and get a credit. I mean, last time I got a nine hundred dollar credit. It cost me two hundred bucks to get a new phone. You just have yeah. to till they do it. You know, they don't do it all the time, so you got to stay up on it. And when they do, you jump. Yeah, well, if you look at you, you look at uh, you know Apple Insider. That's a that's a good place to see when they're having discounts. But usually, you find the discounts on on Amazon, or you'll find them at Best Buy. No, you I know, find, in the United States. Actually, my provider will give me the discount. Well, just give me a new phone. Yeah. Well, the th- the challenge with that, and unless they've changed their policy, is that then you're buying a locked phone. And you're 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 with that carrier now. Of course, T-Mobile is a great place to be, but it's still a locked phone to T-Mobile yeah, because that's why they're giving you it. that deal. You don't own it for two years, so when you finally own it, you can unlock it. Yeah, I mean, basically, actually, with T-Mobile, once once you've had it for six months, they will allow you to unlock it, even though they still own it. Oh, that's even better. So it's really good. Hey, Ken Porter, how you doing? pretty good great hey anyway so the tip of the week i got a tip of the week for you because i read about it and i checked it out it's called likewise tv.com likewise l-i-k-e-w-i-s-e tv.com and it's backed by microsoft founder bill gates and it's an ai startup right now it's free and you can basically go up to this site. Uh, they also have an app. I haven't played with the app yet. And you can say, I want to watch an action movie that is filmed in Spain. Or I want to watch a romantic comedy that has, and you could say, you know, uh, an actor's name. And the automatic intelligence will figure out the movies that are available to you. Or if you just say, hey, I want to whatever you can think of to ask it, it will give you back suggestions of what to watch and where you can find it. I thought it was really, really cool. Somebody must and be the, selling out Surrey, though. I just got a note that the DirecTV remotes will no longer talk to you in Surrey, like in five days or something. And Siri, and Siri language, or Siri the iPhone woman? I don't know. It just it just said the Siri uh, part of your talking to your remote on DirecTV will not work anymore after the seventeenth. I think they said. Well, there you have it. Technology on the move. Didn't I see that uh, Elon Musk is putting in a huge uh, server farm there in Austin? and going to have AI available there there through his uh vehicles it's very possible i didn't see that but you know this is an opinion show so everything we could talk about whatever we want even if we don't know what we're talking about and uh, then you just have to do your own research that's it so yeah sure why not yeah elon musk he's built a battery that's the size of a belly button and it will power a full city forever you know, that's it. So he's selling him all over the world. Um, so there you go. Elon Musk. 
you know what? I heard Elon Musk. I heard I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard he's building a, the building that he's putting in Austin is going to have a 13th floor. That's it. It's going to happen 13 on, on the <laughs> elevator. You're going to go in. You can be able to push 13. That's it. That's Elon Musk for you. You know. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that 80 percent 80% of the buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor elevator button. They go from 12 to 14. I've been in a lot of them. Yes. What about in Australia? Do they have that in Australia or they don't have elevators there? You have to walk up the stairs. Oh, you walk up the stairs. But uh, no, I, I think we've got, I've never taken much notice. I really haven't taken any notice, Jan. I did, I did take a lot of notice when they talked to you, when they started talking to you, the lifts. Doors closing, little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was quite impressed with. Well, I was quite impressed when the when it says level fourteen doors opening. <laughs> yes. Well, those that's that's for that's that's not for the deaf. That's for the blind. You know, just so you don't get confused there. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Anyway, you know what's really cool? Powerball is up to $1.73 billion as of yesterday. I don't know what it's up to today. When's the next drawing? Tonight. Tonight, Wednesday night. And do you do you realize that, I don't know about this, but, you know, they don't sell lottery tickets. A friend of mine, because it's so big, went down to Prim, which is state line, and he waited online for 45 minutes to buy a lottery ticket. 45 minutes. To buy no, a lottery ticket. Um, that's not long. That's that's good. Forty five minutes. It is to buy yeah. a lottery ticket. Yeah, I've waited in the line for four hours one time. How much was the jackpot then? It was a lot. <laughs> it's wow. Uh, they they had and some of the jackpots over there. Um, they've had people wait there eight hours, which I never will do that because I'll never wait in line for four hours again. But I'm just saying they they've reported people waiting so 45 minutes is cool it's, it's amazing how people will wait for certain things that i just can't fathom how they do that or why they do it how many of these have gotten to a billion dollars isn't this like the second and third one yeah it it is if i win yeah i'm gonna buy david a new set of blinds <laughs> yeah I, we, we we just decided that i'm gonna put in electric blinds I just have to find That's, the right ones. I'm tired. Right. Well, Kurt, we'll get you new electric. I'll buy you new ones. <laughs> I'll even fly down and put them in. Yeah, just got to rearrange your office. Thank you. Yeah. So I might be flying into Seattle, Kurt. I'll let you know. Uh, I'm really having a I mean, I don't know if you've tried to buy any airline tickets lately, but if you have, you're going to be in shock. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my mailman today or male woman, and she's from the Philippines, and she's going back to visit her mother, she was telling me. And she said to me that the tickets now are over $1,000 more than the tickets last year. And she said, you know, she doesn't mind paying for the ticket, but unfortunately that extra thousand dollars uh, she would have given to her mother when she got there, but now she won't have that extra money to leave behind to give to her family. So yeah, tickets are crazy. I mean, it, it's amazing. First class 
back to Thailand. If I told you to guess, you wouldn't even be able to guess, but it was over $20,000 for a first class ticket to Thailand. And of course, I'm not going to do that. I mean, you know, uh, I just don't even know who, who would buy a ticket for that kind of money. Why are you coming through here instead of LA? Say that again. Why are you coming through here instead of LA? Because of, I believe it is either United or Delta that's flying or Korean Air that that has a seat from Seattle to Korea. And it's it's the right time with the least amount of, of layover time. Right now, one flight that I'm finding has a 14-hour layover in Japan. Uh, and I don't want that flight. So it's crazy what's going on. And by the way, uh, speaking of speaking of flying, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Delta Airlines had announced that they were going to change their uh, frequent flyer program and that they were going to stop uh, giving you miles for flying. And they were only going to give you points for the amount of money that you spent using um, buying a ticket. And the, the repercussions were so great that uh, this week, the uh, the CEO of Delta, his name is Ed Bastian. He says, I think we moved too fast, acknowledging that the airline probably went too far in overhauling its Sky Miles program. So uh, basically, they are going to uh, pull back on that. And if you fly Delta, uh, you're still going to get points for uh, for flying rather well, than gonna, just buying the ticket. That's going to make my crew happy because they all they've been doing is bitching about it for the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a serious thing, you know, because basically, you you know, most of the people like, for example, as an engineer, you fly all over the place. And a lot of times you don't buy the ticket. Somebody else buys the ticket and you, but you get the miles this way. The person who buys the ticket is going to get the miles and the person who flies is not. And that is just doesn't sound right to me. Right. No, the person who buys the ticket, the, the, the person flying gets credit for dollars spent, but that's accrual versus how many miles they spent. Because a lot of times, like a lot of his guys are flying 500 mile jumps or short jumps for like a 45 minute or an hour flight and they're getting 500 miles out of it. And they're accruing segments and miles pretty quickly if they're going places. <clears throat> Whereas now they're, they're trying to move it to where it's, how much money did your ticket revenue make on the tickets you bought? Right. And so and and but the but the repercussions for that and the, the people just like, whoa, that's that's no good, man. That is really bad. Well, that's because you know? people have miles built up from this year to roll over. And uh with that issue, and the other one is how you get bonus miles or whatever going that with whether your credit card gets you any bonus miles or not, uh, as far as dollars. Well, I can say to you that it really doesn't make a difference to me at this point because I've got a million miles and change, but I find it almost impossible to use them. It just seems any flight that I want on an international carrier, even though there are plenty of seats available, that you can't buy them with miles, no matter what, no matter how much I try. I was able to get a mileage ticket uh, the first time I flew over here, but now no more mileage tickets at all. 
you know, no matter they, when I called the airlines and I said, hey, I can't find any mileage tickets. She looked out three, four five months and she couldn't find anything, even in five months. You know, she was able to find one ticket in February, you know, but that doesn't do me any good. I, I can't wait here till February to go. So, I mean, mileage, you know. And then what about did you hear the story about Swiss Airlines uh, losing everybody's luggage on the plane? I don't know if they found all the luggage, but the plane took off and they forgot to load the luggage on the plane. Not one piece of luggage was it was it was Swiss International Airlines lost luggage and they put out a statement. We deeply understand the frustration and anger of the passengers, <laughs> but not one single check bag boarded that plane. Uh, it was a it was a flight bound for Spain and it left without any luggage due to a a the ground control staff. So uh, they're going to, I don't know what happened, but that happened last week. Did you guys hear about that? No, that, no. Was, that would be terrible. Oh so, man. Could you imagine? So speaking of air tags, the uh, iOS 17 now allows more than one person to follow an air tag so that, you know, you can have your equipment, on a, on a flight and more than one person can figure out where it is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, if you share it and here's something else that I didn't know, but it but I know it now is that if you let's just say for argument's sake that I was uh, that I um, had a suitcase that I lent to somebody and my air tag was in that and they took the suitcase all of a sudden that air tag would start beeping like crazy. Um, and because it you it's not on your phone. And I believe that even if you don't have the air tag software and you have a cell phone, somehow it it rings your cell phone to let you know that there's an unidentified air tag in your immediate vicinity. Has anybody heard of that? I thought it was only with Apple phones. Say that one more time, David. I thought it was only with Apple phones, not with Android, that it notifies you that you've got an air tag that's not yours. No, I heard it's working with Android. I heard, I heard it. As a matter of fact, that's that's how I heard it because somebody was being. He kept getting this te this text message that there's a unidentified air tag near, and he had no idea what they were talking about. Okay. But anyway, this is an opinion show. Do your own research. So but I, that would I, be I a good feature. I saw something online. Oh, no, I saw it in Costco. It's uh, air tags. One of them is like a credit card, though, and it works with uh, Apple air tags. Find mine. And it's not an Apple device, but it's instead of having a disc, you know, that's the size of two or three quarters. This is just a card, so you can uh, have your wallet findable without having to carry that disc in it. So that yeah, that's. Yeah, that, that they've had that for a while. They've had that a while, but they're getting smaller and smaller now so that they really do fit into your wallet. Well, this was a credit card. You know, it didn't look any thicker. And, you know, and it worked on, on iPhones. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. So did anybody happen to see, speaking of technology, did anybody happen to see... Uh, the uh, what they they that NASA had sent this rocket ship up in the air uh, went 33.86 billion miles. It picked up 
some samples from an asteroid known as Bennu. And then it came back some 200 miles, 200 million miles back to Earth, and they were able to collect the samples. And today, they showed the samples on NASA TV. Did anybody see that? It was fascinating. Oh, I heard about it. I didn't see it. They're saying that they found carbon samples in this in in uh, in the uh, in the material that they brought back, and of course. They're really excited about it because carbon is what's the basis of all life on Earth. Very cool. Very amazing. Speaking of NASA, did you see that there's going to be an eclipse on Saturday? But I haven't heard what time it is. Does anybody know? No, they call it a ring of fire eclipse. So it should be. Yeah, pretty. and then the West Coast. The West Coast has the ring of fire, but it's going to be eclipse still in the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, don't look up at it. If you if it, if it's there, you'll know it gets dark. Don't look up. That's all I can say. Don't, don't look, look up, up otherwise you'll be blinded. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be blinded. So hey, Kenny. So speaking of Kenny and speaking of NASA, so now they are saying. They are now saying, the scientists are now saying that alien life is, is in the universe. And they're saying that now it is only a matter of time before they discover alien life, because they're now finding all of these undefined radio signals. And uh, so, I mean, just, uh, you know, if, you live in a, if you're living in the South, um, in, a, in a very rural area, be careful. You might be visited by aliens, so that's all I can say. I always wondered why the aliens go to the most uh, desolate parts of, of 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 our planet here to go look for civilization. Probably makes a better story, Dan. No, one of the things I so somebody once said this, and I thought it was hilarious. They're saying that if aliens came to the planet. To, and they saw a guy with walking a dog and he was picking up his poop, they would think that the dog was 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 the leader because look, 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 the, the leader, he has his people picking up his poop as he walks. Unbelievable. You know, so they would think that the dogs were the leader rather than the people that were picking up the poop. Makes kind of sense, don't you think? All right, so aliens. So if anybody Google online sometime, have you ever heard of the the Cleverleys? Comedy bluegrass group. And he has a segment he talks about uh, his first wife that he met her. He was out coon hunting in the woods late one night in South uh, Georgia. And uh, there was a big light over the hill and he went up and and there was a, a alien ship there. And the door opened and there came this alien out with one green eye and I fell in love instantly. And he talks about his love affair with the alien. Sounds like my life. <laughs> Until I met Bo. <laughs> uh, they talk about uh, molting day out at uh, Area 51 and 
I've been up that way. I've been up to area, to area 51. You, you know, you can't get in there, but uh, all around it, they have all of these space alien kind of things, you know, like uh, it's so cheesy. Oh my God, is it cheesy up there in Nevada? It's, it's really, really cheesy. So, um, by the way, uh, new images from the James, see we're talking about NASA, new images from the James Webb uh, Space Telescope has revealed surprising a new pair of planets that they've never seen before. And it's only 13,000 uh, light years from Earth. So uh, they're going to be having vacation villages. I think they're selling timeshares now. So you can... Get in and on it right away if you want to buy a timeshare on a on a planet uh, that nobody's ever been to before. It's only thirteen hundred light years away, um, and you could take um, one of Elon Musk's uh, Teslas up there. I think that's the story. So we'll leave it with that. What else, boys and girls? What else? I know what you're thinking right now. You're probably saying to yourself, "I wonder who won the Nobel Prize for medicine." You know, this year. Well. You're fortunate enough that you've come to the right place. I might not be able to pronounce their names, but I can tell you that two people did. One, one guy's name was Drew Weissman, and the other one was Kathleen Kakio. And they have they won they won the Nobel Prize because of uh, the mRNA vaccine against COVID. And we have somebody in the room that just had one of those vaccines. And uh, he, how you feeling? For me? Well, if you're the one that had it. I'm, I'm feeling like kind of blah. You know, I'm very happy just sitting here and doing nothing. I'm not ambitious at all. You know, I don't feel ill at all. I just don't feel chipper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds like well, that sounds like my just, life. <laughs> my neighbor across the street just got this vaccine yesterday, and she's the same way today. Yeah, it sounds like my normal life. I just don't feel like doing anything anyway. But, you know, you have to you have to eat. So you got to work. You know, that's all there is to it, you know. And by the way, the, the uh, CDC is no longer issuing COVID cards. So now you have to keep track of your own COVID uh, vaccinations. But I think that the uh, I think that the the pharmacies are now doing a digital way to give you that information. You know, well, we brought our cards in and there was no room on them. She had to write in the margin on the bottom. So the next time I get a shot, there's no room on the cards at all. Yeah. You just got to put a chip underneath your skin and they'll scan it every time. Well, speaking of chips under the skin, that Elon Musk Neuralink uh, ran into a problem, a big problem. Um, the monkey that they implanted it in his brain blew up. So I think that's going to put a I think that's going to uh, put a little pause on the uh, Neuralink's the Neuralink. Although it's a great idea for people who've been paralyzed, if you could figure out a way how to get them, you know, to be able to have regain the ability to use their arms and legs or their limbs, that would be a wonderful thing. But I guess at the price of having your having your brain blow up, uh, you know, I don't know which is better. You know, don't know. Um, something, thank God I won't have to make that decision, you know, in my life, at least I hope I won't. So speaking of artificial intelligence, uh, how do you like that segue? Pretty good, Wayne? Uh, pretty good. Yep. <laughs> so they're reporting right now that 200,000 books, 200,000 books 
are, are being used to train artificial intelligence systems, according to a recent report. And many authors are outraged that some of the AI companies continue to use allegedly copy the content of their novels. So I'm just curious to know how you guys feel about it, because what these people are saying, listen, I bought the book, you know, these, these AI companies are saying, we paid for the book and we're just putting it into our computer. You know, we're just reading it to our computer. Do you think, what do you think about that? Do you think that, that they should get paid for their books if they're going to be being used in AI to analyze what they wrote? Well, isn't it like owning photographs? You own the paper that the photograph is on, but the rights to the picture belong to someone else in general, you know, for, for published works. It's the same thing. You own the book, but you don't own the words on the book. But they're not using the words themselves to generate. In other words, you can't say, print me out a copy of this guy's book. You're, they're only just taking the input of the book and train and teaching the computer on what they, I mean, basically, it would be the same thing as you reading a book and getting the knowledge from that reading. Well, that's the same issue that's going on. The reason we had that writer's strike in LA is wasn't over royalties, it was over the people that there people that had done took the uh, the first couple scenes uh, yeah. episodes of a show and had AI write the rest of the series without writing. I don't see how they could do that. AI really to me is not there yet at all whatsoever. I mean, it did, it did something really nice for me today. I, I, I put all of the, all of the stories that I wanted to talk about and I asked AI to give me a list of the, the best medic tag words that I could use to promote. And it came back with a list of 20 tag words, but I didn't think it was anything special. I didn't think that that list really was an accurate list of tag words. So I'm wondering how accurate really AI is. And I'm hearing all these stories about people that do use AI sometimes really go astray in what, in, in, in the results. You can't, you can't believe in the results of AI, especially in the medical world. Every doctor will tell you, you can't go by AI or you can't go by what you read on Google to be able to make your own diagnosis of what's wrong with you. You think that's just a scam going on by these doctors saying, hey, well, we need a job, so we can't leave you. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway. So uh, let's see what else. What else is going on? Here in LA, uh, the hackers, MGM got hacked so bad that they're expecting to lose $100 million because of that data breach, $100 million. And the private data of customers who used MGM services before March 2019, including contact information, gender, date of birth, man, they were really breached heavy. But they're saying that they didn't get any any bank information or credit card information. And the only place that didn't get hacked of all the MGM was the Cosmopolitan. So you guys heard that story, right? Tina, what are you hearing? I did not hear that, but I did see uh, some guy was doing a live, a liver from outside the building 
I guess the day that it happened. That's how I kind of got broken out of the story. And uh, it was just amazing to listen to this guy talk about, and he was showing like the lines of people trying to check in and stuff. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, not only was it crazy, is like, well, the whole idea was is they wanted to get the slot machines to pay off, is my understanding. And that was what they were trying to do. They were trying to they were trying to get slot machines to pay off. Uh, and obviously that didn't work. But um, but the fact of the matter is that they did get hacked and they lost all that data. But what hasn't lost data? I mean, 23andMe got hacked and now they have your data of your relatives and who's, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a frightening thing that they could, you know, basically uh, call somebody up, you know, and say, Hey, so-and-so uh, I have your son, I'm kid, I've kidnapped your son or, or, uh, you know, your daughter or you, and, you know, he told me to give you the grandson's name or whatever, where they could, you know, I mean, there's a lot of bad people out there. They could do a lot of damage when they get that. And that now is all on the dark web. Well, the MGM will be okay if it's just a hundred million. So they'll be well, fine. hundred million be okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll be okay. There you go. Wayne, by the way, I know who I know where you live. So uh, I saw that in 23 May. I, I bought your <laughs> data. That's if it. they profited 14.7 billion last year and their operating cost is five billion, they'll be fine. Holy crap. That is staggering. MGM made that much money. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm just saying, they'll be fine. They'll get people to come visit and gamble and spend their money. They just have to figure that out. Oh, which they did. I saw a story on it last time. Nah, there's plenty of people with plenty of money. I mean, I heard right now that uh, the football jersey that Tom Brady won a war on his final game, they're going to sell it for $2.5 million. That's a T-shirt. Basically, for two point five million dollars, or with the Patriots, um, it says his final game. It doesn't say what team. So, you know, doesn't say. And then, of course, we got the bad news that Dick Butkus died. You know, died at eighty, and uh, you know he brought the Chicago Bears to their own. I think it was their only World Championship, right, Tina? Yeah, it was You're a sports maven. I was, I was at Champagne last week when that all went down. That was Champagne was his college alma mater. They got wow. a big statue of him out front of the stadium. Yeah, I mean, I believe that he was the coach that uh, he brought the Chicago Bears. I remember William Perry, the refrigerator. That's all I remember from that team, you know. And Dick Butkus, of course, the coach. Well, may he rest in peace. Uh, uh, that's all I can say. Butkus was a player. Um, uh, what's the, he wasn't the, the coach in the 80s uh, with Refrigerator Perry was uh, Ditka. Oh, damn, I screwed it up, man. I've ruined the I've ruined the guy's legacy. Oh, my God. You schmuck, you. See, I've been living <laughs> under a misconception all these years, all these years. If I would have known that, I might not have brought up the fact that he died. Well, Fred, thank God you were there, you know, so... Now it was he's definitely a famous football coach, but it just goes to show the, he did play for the Bears. Oh, maybe that's where I got confused. Or maybe not. Maybe uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he was a well, whatever. whatever, whatever. Well, I tell you one thing, I know he's not gonna be coaching anymore, that's for sure. But 
Did you hear that they're going to introduce flag football into the Olympics as an Olympic sport? Yes. What do you think? What's your How about break break dancing? Didn't I hear they're doing break dancing as an Olympic sport? Yes. That would be a great sport, break dancing. I I I would I would find that I'm probably not going to uh, try out for the Olympics in the break dancing category, um, or for that matter, flag football. But the Olympics, I'll be watching them. I'll be watching them. Why don't they have pickleball in the Olympics? Uh, I don't think anybody really would want to see pickleball in the Olympics. It just seems to me, as I as I said. Pickleball, if, if and I do play a lot of pickleball, no matter how good the player is that you're playing, when you're playing somebody, no matter how good he is, chances are you're going to be able to hit the ball back over the net. You might even get a point or two, but you know, it's the same thing. So if I was playing football, let's say with Tom Brady, I wouldn't be able to catch one of his balls. If I was playing tennis with, 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 no, uh, with, with uh, Novak, I wouldn't be able to return one of his balls. I wouldn't. I, and if I did, it would be wild, you know, but in pickleball, if I was playing Djokovic on pickleball, I don't care how good he served. I would be able to return his serve. You know, and 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 that's why I don't think that pickleball is going to hit the Olympics. But then again, I might be wrong. But it is becoming it it is becoming a spectator sport for people who want to play. I guess I guess that's a misnomer of a spectator sport. But basically, the way they're making the money right now is by having all of these tournaments where you you put money into the tournament and then you get to play in a tournament. And that's how the pickleball associations are making their money. They're not making it from charging people to go play pickleball. Most people won't pay very much money to play uh, on a court because most of the courts are free. And, you know, so I, I just don't know. Um, Fred, are you hearing anything about televised pickleball? I supposedly, um, I think CBS Sports Network is picking it up. Yeah, they, they have um, televised pick a, pickleball games now. I, yeah, I, I, see, I see it, but I don't see anybody sitting and watching it. Because basically, it's just not that exciting. It's a boring thing to watch, even though I play it and I love to play it. But to watch somebody else play it is just boring to me. Here, of course, it's an opinion. Hole. I mean, around here, they do tournaments that benefit nonprofits. Yeah, I don't see where they, I just don't see, you know, like, like uh, Michael Jordan, I heard board a league, or he maybe he bought the whole league. Um, but I just don't see where they're going to make some money on that. Um, but it's a fun game to play. And basically, you could play it at any age. And I've been playing. Yes, Ken. So couldn't you say the same thing about golf? And look, golf has big TV, you know, viewership, right? Well, here's the difference between golf. You really have to be talented to play golf. In other words, uh, if I played golf with, let's just say, I don't know who the, I don't know who uh, Phil Mickelson, for example, he wouldn't want to play with me because uh, I would, for, for what, you know, he would get on the green on three and I would get on the green and maybe eight and that he wouldn't want to play with me. So the talent level of the game of golf 
is something is something that you really have to be good at it to play. Um, whereas pickleball, anyone can play pickleball, and no matter how good you get, there's still going to be people that you're going to be able to play with that are much better than you. And still, you know, it's not as much fun when you're playing with somebody who's so much better than you, because usually it has a lot to do with the running around. Uh, you know, it's not so much the, the hitting of the ball, but it's the running on the ball when they when they when they hit a hit a ball to your right or to your left, you got to move fast or they 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 um, lob over your head. But other than that, you know, there really is not a lot of movement in pickleball. So, yeah, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, if you watch the games, the whole game is one in the kitchen, which means the little there's a little line three feet from the net on either side, and that's where the game is. And it's boring to watch a ball go over the net into a little green space three feet away from, until all of a sudden one person raises it up a little too high, and then it's boom, boom, boom. They're hitting it as hard as they can at each other. So um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But then again, if I am wrong, this would be the first time that I could think of I was wrong. I mean, I thought I was wrong once before, but I was mistaken. So I don't know. Lessons I want to know where Ken's, where's Ken's systems guy. He seems to be working awfully hard. He does. I was so wondering where Ken was. So does David. 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 David's looking like he's working very hard. He's having a good rest and listening. <laughs> Well, so everybody's can, looking very hard. So, so that, uh, Jan, um, pickleballs, I heard it on the news mentioned in Australia the other day. First time ever. So it's 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 come to Australia, pickleball. So Jan, It's all over the world. Is it, I've never heard of it in Australia. I've never heard of anyone playing it, but apparently it's here now. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere in the world. They just had they just had the Asian championships in Bali. And it's a it's a very social sport. I mean, it's extremely social when you're playing. You know, you, people listen to music while they play. People, they they set up picnic tables. It, it's extremely, very, very, very social game. It's nothing like any other game I've ever played. It's 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 there is there is competition, but for the most part, you know, it's a, a very social game. So I, I highly curling. recommend that you try it out. Wouldn't curling be a very social game too? Because you drink beer and just stand there and talk and slide rocks in the ice. Yeah, that and bowling too. I would say bowling has to be very social, and billiards is social. You know, uh, croquet. You know, croquet. That is social. You know, um, but uh, that's that's the, I don't know. What are the other social sports? Axe throwing. I got to play do axe throwing in Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. That was fun. Well, there you have it. In Oklahoma, come to Oklahoma to do your axe throwing is what I say. I'm going you know? back there this weekend. Tomorrow morning, I'm flying back to go to Stillwater. So I'm going to look for another axe throwing place. That was know, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, speaking of interesting, um, somebody said to me the other day, they were talking about uh, uh a, somebody that they knew it wasn't a a close friend or a relative but he was he was hired to do a little pa system for them and the he was complaining that he knew the guy but that the guy didn't have his funeral planned and the preacher 
that was there didn't really know the guy at all. And so he was, you know, he, he was, wasn't really representing the guy's life. But the thing was that the family seemed to get involved is about the music they were playing. And they were arguing over the fact of the song that the song wasn't the right song. And I never thought about that. You know, I've been in the music business my whole entire life, more or less, but I never thought about it. What song would I want played at my funeral? And that's, of course, this is the, the, the title of the show. What is your song? Has anybody ever given that any thought? I think about now that I've been all the time. I, I think about that all the time. There's, the, there's an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer song that's going to be played at my funeral, if anybody uh, is on top of things. And it's called Lucky Man. Oh, what a lucky man he was. That's me. Yep. Fred, is that the song you want to play at your funeral too? No, no. I got, I, I've thought about it a few times. I don't know, I don't know what it would be. It changes, you know, as life goes on, the, the tune changes. But um, I just heard uh, my mixer that I work for in LA, he just posted a 20, it's almost a 20 minute version of Donna's summer song on Facebook the other day that I've never heard before. It was fabulous. Yeah, I think I want to play that song, I Want to Live Forever, uh, you know, and I, I want to be the one that plays it at my funeral. Hey, hey. So, uh, uh, oh, that wouldn't be my funeral, would it now? Um, hey, fame, I want to live forever. Yeah, no, I don't know, what, I don't. I really don't know. I, I was, I've been thinking about it now for the last two days since this guy brought it up in conversation. And, you know, um, Born to be Wild. I mean, that used to be my theme song, yeah, you know. Um, Armstrong's It's a Wonderful World. I'm happy with that. That's just a peaceful song. Wayne, what about you? Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know which one to pick, but um, a peaceful song would be a good one, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've, I've never really thought about it, really. I mean, what about the hoochie coochie man? Is that it? You know, something like very bluesy and, you know, yeah, kind of like, you know, no, I don't know. I think I'd be more into, um, I don't know. There's too much music I like. So you'd have to think about the song itself. The, um, oh, I, I don't know. I don't. Well, you'd have to make a mixtape then, right? You would leave a mixtape to your relatives in your will. Play this at my funeral. Yeah, play, play a whole series. That's definitely the plan. We <laughs> have that'd be a a good theme. You can do video now, do your own funeral, put your tape, play, <laughs> talk, and everything, do yes. the whole sermon, and all they have to do is, is hit load it and hit play, and play. the funeral's done. Yep. <laughs> Problem is the technology, you won't they won't be able to play it back. It'll be recorded on something that, that they won't be able to play. Well, you'll to have to do it like Scientology did it. You know, when, when Ron Hubbard, whatever he recorded, he left it on that machine. And, and so, and they have, they have, you know, a warehouse full of uh, tape recording machines with the original tape on the machine. So I guess that you, you would have to do, but I really am thinking about it. What song would I want played at my funeral? You know, sometimes I think, you know, it's the pretender. And the reason why I say that, not that, uh, you know, not because I'm pretending, but there's a line in that song caught between um, caught between the struggle for love and uh, what is it? Caught between the struggle for love and well, the, no, the legal tender. The for love and the looking for, for the legal tender. 
yeah, 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 that's it, you know, caught between the, yeah. And I, I wonder if maybe, you know, that's the life I've been living, you know? Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, because basically, you know, you, you know, the question, the question is, is that, you know, um, hey, Jan. Hey, Jan, I thought I thought uh, Pink Floyd's Money was going to be the, your song. Yeah, well, that could be one, and you know, that could be one, but I would think the dark side of the moon. Where are you, Ken? I think more importantly, the lovely Ken. Westgate in Las Vegas. Very good. Yeah. And no, I don't have a system tech, Kurt. I, I am my system tech. I think Did you want to sound like that? You need to make a list of everybody you want to have notified. Yeah. I think I think you know maybe more love makes the world go round, you know, and and it, it's funny that you know we're talking about this, but uh, or maybe not funny, but that's your opinion. Um, I remember a long, long, long time ago I heard this, and I have been living with this for my whole entire life, and it comes from an old American Indian expression, or. Um, yeah, I would let's just call it an expression. And it goes like it goes just like this. When you're born, you cry and the world rejoices. Live your life in such a manner that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. And I have been living my life that way, you know, ever since I I heard that. But still to come up with a song, I haven't been able to do it all day. And uh, so that's what I'm thinking. So hey, anyway, if you guys have any ideas of songs and you're watching this on social media, leave it in the comments of what song you'd like to have played uh, at your farewell party and or what song you think I should have played at my farewell party. And so there you have it. Hey, and Kenny, we're moving on. Since you're in Las Vegas, Kenny, we were talking about the sphere earlier. Have you been? uh i haven't been inside it no i mean you gotta have a lot of money to go inside there right or well, so know we, somebody we were just talking that apparently during the day they're they running a self-promotion video what's it called jen the life it's called life. postcards from the earth postcards and, from the earth. and basically it, it basically the cheapest ticket is 89 dollars, and then plus fees whatever the fees might be thanks to live but nation if you want to sit in a good seat it's 250 bucks or so right $269. And right. that is not an opinion. That's that is movie. That, <laughs> and that is for a movie. And the comments are a lot of the comments say, I don't think it's worth $5 a minute is what the comments are. I don't think any movie's worth $5 a minute. So, you know, there you have it. So they closed the Grove today for Taylor Swift's movie premiere. They actually shut the Grove down and only the 200. What's that? I saw that. Yes, they did. Yeah. And well, well, tell people what the Grove is, because if you haven't been in L.A., you don't know what it is. It's a really great outdoor mall with fountains, with dancing waters and Apple Store and Nordstrom's and nice restaurants. And it's just a really nice place to go. And uh, it's got an AMC movie theater. And that's why they're doing the, the Taylor Swift movie, because they're releasing it on AMC. And so they shut the entire place down, all the restaurants, all the stores, everything, just for this premiere tonight. Has anybody seen the uh, the Netflix documentary, Americana? 
I just watched it the other night of Taylor Swift. It's pretty good. How old is it? Uh, a couple of years. It's, it's pretty okay. recent. Americana. Well, let's put that as the pick of the week. There you go. There you go. Another well, pick of the week. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you should, you should go check it out. It basically shows her career all the way from when she was a little girl, all the way till she's, I think the last age they put up on the screen is 29 or something. So Fred, where's that streaming? Netflix. Oh, there you go. Okay, great. Thanks. And it's pretty interesting to me, Taylor Swift's career. And, you know, she's been around a long time and you don't realize how long, if you're not following her career, you don't realize how long she's been around. But the reality is, is what she's accomplished is pretty impressive. I mean, wherever she goes, generates billions of dollars for this, for the municipality that she goes to. And, you know, countries are, 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 requesting her to come play in their countries, which is crazy. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. You know, what's funny is the, watching that documentary, I watched another documentary on the plane the other day about um, Tanya Tucker and how she just disappeared. She was like this world-famous superstar when she was very young, and the pressures of the world just ate her alive, and she just disappeared. I did a gig with Taylor, Taylor Swift. Nine kind of the ago. same thing. Who, who was that, Fred? Um, Tanya, Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker. Oh, okay. And, and Kurt, you did a gig with her. I did a gig with her. Maybe I don't know, nine months, a year ago. That was probably in the documentary. That that gig that she did. She was at the. She had the pink hair. I don't remember that. It was something up here at. Uh, uh, Paul Allen's place where she was part of the mm -hmm. Founders Award. Yeah, but she she was uh, Belinda Carlisle, I think is the one who who spearheaded this whole thing about this documentary. And she um, really pushed her to come out and, and do this last, uh, put out an album. She hadn't put out an album in 18 years or something like that. But if you go, but you, there's two documentaries. So I want you to say the Tiny Tucker and uh, Taylor Swift. They were both- really Americana. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So nine months ago, did you did you find that's out because you got a, a paternity letter? Is that what happened? <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that with a reason. <laughs> hey, uh, did you guys know that? Hey, uh, speak, hey, David, did you know that uh, Anne Margaret is on Instagram now? No, what's she doing? You know, she's like answering fans' questions and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You should check it out on Instagram. Wow. I didn't even know Ann Margaret was still with us. We haven't heard from her in so long. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, Roger passed away a few years ago. And so her life changed when Roger passed away. But then uh, she's apparently trying to get back on her feet and be uh, part of uh, reality, you know? Well, that's really cool. I wonder if she'll do any shows. I wonder. Yeah, but she was known as a dancer more than more than a singer, I would say. And so it might be hard for her to do dancing at this time in her career. Well, you know, but you, I get, you get a bunch of boys who work really hard and then you move just a little bit and they make you look good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Put her on there you go. with the stars. Yeah. Or the mass singer. There you go. That that way she can get away. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Really, it's an opinion. Hey, 
Good luck to everybody. That's all I could say. All right, we're getting to the end of the show um, right now. So anybody who wants to say something that they want uh, public, now would be the time. Wayne, where's your uh, where's your box of cornflakes? I just realized that in the background, I'm not seeing your trademark oh. box of cornflakes. Those oh, have been gone down a long time. Now they're down there. They're on the bottom of the fridge on the uh, side there. You can't, you can't see them on the camera. I'll have to move them. <laughs> the, oh man! The, um, yeah, you have to you have to set up your background a little bit better, Wayne. Come on, yeah, let's go, let's go. I might paint my wall next week. The other thing I, I was going to. I just wanted to say again that uh, the reason I mentioned Ann Margaret is because both David and I worked for her back in the '80s. It's not that we're gay and like big fanboys, you know. Well, okay. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong you know, with I work gay. with her nothing too. Fanboys, but we are, we don't happen to be either one of those. We're her production. Working for Aunt Margaret was one of the highlights of any career. Because That's right. the way Roger put a show together and treated all the people was yep. magic. Yep. Just yeah. Yep. She was like one of the old time stars and she was always nice. I mean, you know, just a really nice person. They used you know, to have a party in their suite once a week for the cast and crew. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess I guess that is, you know, the nicest thing you could say about her, that she was really, really nice. And I mean, hey, look what Taylor Swift did. I mean, she gave away millions of dollars to her crew. Millions. That's really impressive, you know, for truck drivers to get that kind of money. And I can't imagine what the production manager got or the dancers or the people that were really intricate into her show. So that's yeah, that's my hats off to her. I think they talked a little bit about that in the doc. Yeah, Americana. You know, I wonder if she's going to get, I know last time around she got involved in politics. I wonder if this time she'll get around the politics. But one thing I do want to say, and, and, and she's got a huge repertoire of songs, but for some reason, that song, Cruel Summer, is it's one of her newer songs and yet that seems to be whenever you see a video about her that's the song that they're playing along with that part of the show when she does that have you noticed that i haven't i haven't seen that part she does she does approach the subject jan she talks about how the dixie chicks killed themselves by that one little comment in texas yeah, I think that she's different than the Dixie Chicks. I think she's too big for 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 anything but other than her opinion would be appreciated. And I can I can't imagine that people would be, you know, well, first of all, you can't burn her records anymore because uh it's all digital anyway. So <laughs> did they talk in the she's, documentary, Fred, about her front of house guy i've heard that she's kept the same guy since like way back in the beginning like high school yes he's been there from from he was at mtsu um i went blank on his name um but he's been there since he got out of high school got a college and worked uh over at sound image he was at sound image first in town he was doing stuff in uh clubs and stuff here and that with really ever since I think he did. I think he did touch on it just briefly, but um. well, she's she. The the thing that strikes me about her is she appears to be very smart, or I'll be getting very smart advice from people, and she does very smart things. She's got good parents. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was a video that I saw. It's running on YouTube right now where she said she had to talk about this politics and her father was begging her not to do it. And she said, Dad, I've got to do this. This is something I've got to do. And uh, and she was crying. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's she's very personable when, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to actually be in her inner circle because she seems to be so down to earth. Um, uh, you know, just from an outside but, looking, but in. yet so huge at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, you know so what? huge I, at the same time. I bet her tech or, or her front of house guy has a systems tech. <laughs> I bet oh, he yes, does. He does. <laughs> I bet. Does she have a production manager? I mean, she must have a production manager. And oh, yeah. has her production manager been with her for years as well? Yes. Yeah, I think, right. I think they've been through the whole through the whole career. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that she keeps her team together, and I guess that's why she's that's why who she is. And and you know, um, I'm I'm really happy that she's been very successful. You know, somebody mentioned me today. They were talking about somebody that they ran into at a restaurant. It was it was a crazy thing. It was a crazy story because he was talking about the past. And, and I was, oh, I know how the conversation started. He said to me that Mark Wahlberg sold his house in LA and is now living in Las Vegas. And I said to him, oh, did you see him in the supermarket? And he said to me, no, I didn't see him in the supermarket. And I was saying to myself, I wonder if Mark Wahlberg could go into the supermarket and shop or would he be plagued by fans asking for autographs and other things? Would he be able to get away with just going into any place? And if it is, how do people relate to that in Las Vegas? Well, I've watched a few videos that he has done out here in Vegas where he's walked into different grocery stores trying to locate his liquor bottle. Uh, where they keep it and nobody said nothing to him and then once the manager realized who he was he just assisted him in in locating the uh, model but he's been able to walk in and do that seamlessly yeah it would seem you know it would seem to me that that would be something that if we would think that mark Wahlberg would get away with it you know he could put on a hat or whatever you know and nobody would know who he is you know so anyway I heard a story about Tom Cruise, how he put on a hat and this little girl saw him and nobody else recognized him. And, and, and he just went to her and went, Shh, and she smiled and laughed and, you know, nobody, nobody knew it was him. So anyway, anybody well, else have anything they want to say? Ken? Taylor's front of house engineer is David Payne. And he's been with her, you know, but he's been around for a while. He also, uh, when the start of the last big Monster World Tour, uh, they had done six weeks of programming in the studio stuff in town, and they had loaded out one night and on his way home, a drunk driver was the wrong way in the interstate and hit him head on, and he had pretty serious injuries trying to start a tour after that. Wow. Mm. That's, 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 well, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. You know, that's about life. You know, life is, uh, you know, you're... It goes just just goes to show that you're not in control of of, you know, what happens to you, only how you react to what happens to you. And I'm glad that he's fine and I'm glad he's still working and I'm glad he's alive. That's all I can say. All right. All so right. If anybody has nothing else to say or so, David, you got something? 
I wanted to share a screen that I have with some Ann Margaret pictures. You guys want to see that? Okay. Yep. Well, this won't share out on it won't share to it won't share out to the public. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to say goodbye to everybody right now. Uh, just remember to uh, if you can see these pictures. Wow, the guy on the left really looks like Kenny, man. But you could tell that's a young Ken Newman. That, that uh, is a Kenyan. Year 1980, uh, 1983, maybe? Yeah. So if you want. Wow. And David, you're in the picture too on yeah, the right. That, yeah, there I am. So it's, so it's me, it's Keith Hubble, it's Bill. Uh, Keith Hubble, Bill, yes. Bill Story. It's uh, Gary, Re Gary Rivera. Yeah, Gary Rivera, Bill Story. And then, uh, oh, so it must have been like Barry Manilow. And John Reed. Barry Manilow was in the same city as Ann Margaret or something. John Reed and you. Margaret show. Yeah, but 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 Gary Rivera and Bill Story didn't have anything to do with Ann Margaret, did they? Yeah, Bill Story did, and, uh, but Gary Rivera didn't. So what was he doing why, there? Why is Keith Hubble in a three-piece suit? Well, because he makes off. monitors. I'm wearing a jacket. John Reed's wearing a tie. I was the backstage guy, and Keith was mixing monitors from the from the front of the stage, and John was mixing front of the house. And I was out with John, so I had a sports coat on also. It still looks like David needs blinds. Needs what? Blinds. Even in that picture. Even that picture. Yeah, the shiny forehead. Yeah, there it is. Oh. Wow, Kenny, you look really thin and tall in that that picture. So that's really cool. Kenny, hey, I, was, I was just uh I was just 20 something, you know. You reckon these two? You were just a baby. You were just a baby. Everyone. All right, what, what else you got, David? Kenny and Keith Hubble, right here. Right. Yeah, we were the we were the the uh, the, the Shirley McLean guys. Yeah, and then Don Trenner and Ann Margaret. That's a great picture. Wait, I, I I'm still seeing the picture of the five of us or six of us. Oh, I don't know how. Yes, that's what we're seeing. But anyway, like I said, the audience oh, can't see the people who are watching us can't see like, this. Think so we're crazy. Yeah, they think we're crazy. So I want to say goodbye to everybody. Just do me a favor, guys. Share the show. You know, click the share button. Share it on your social media. Give us a thumbs up. We're we're everywhere. YouTube is is number one. We're getting about forty five to hundred viewers, so it's really cool. I don't know if people are looking at it or they're just clicking on it, but we really appreciate that. And uh, I have a lot of fun putting this together, and I'm so glad that you guys come into in, come on to the panel because otherwise I would just be talking to myself like normal. And this way I have somebody that listens to what I'm saying. There so you go. That's really sit. cool. Yeah, very, very cool. That's a nice motorcycle. And with that, remember, you make it happen. Make it happen. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you again next week for our 178th meeting. So until then, like I said, you make it happen. Make it happen and have a, a great week. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Interesting motorbike picture.